There's only one. There's only one pod in the Motor City that's keeping you up to date on everything Detroit sports. This is The Daily Ticket with your host, Jeff Rieger. Hey everybody, what's going on? Jeff Rieger, another episode of The Daily Ticket. This one for the 8th of February. It's 2024. It's Thursday and we're getting closer. To Super Bowl 58, where apparently here in Detroit, it's been brought to my attention that Lions fans are not going to watch. Is this a thing? I don't understand this. I had WWJ News Radio 950 call me today. They wanted me to go on for a report they're doing about Lions fans having no interest watching the Super Bowl. I don't understand this. Everybody keeps saying, well, fans are so bitter that they're going to sit this one out. I don't buy that for a second. When 6 o'clock rolls around on Sunday, you're going to be watching the Super Bowl because that's what you've always done and that's what you will continue to do. It's almost like you were so close to a place that you were never supposed to be at that you don't want to watch it because you think it was you that was supposed to be there. Is that why fans don't want to watch? Is it because it will be too hurtful because you're going to watch and think, well, we could have done what they did. Is that why fans don't want to? I don't understand this. I don't. I I don't understand this notion that fans aren't going to watch the Super Bowl here in Detroit. I mean, listen, you're never going to get over that loss. It was brutal and the worst of our life. But it doesn't mean that you don't return to somewhat normal and you do what you've always done. And even if your desire isn't super strong, we've been through that before. You don't love every Super Bowl matchup, but you're going to watch. Why would you deprive yourself of the last game of the season? we got to wait another six, seven months before the NFL and football in general comes back. Makes no sense to me. It doesn't. Can somebody please explain it to me? I'm going to do a radio show about it. I don't understand why fans won't watch the Super Bowl. It's not like he got screwed either. This wasn't the Dallas game. You just choked away a 17-point second-half lead. Why aren't you watching? Is it too painful? Let me know. Please. I am truly intrigued and curious. But we have to interrupt Super Bowl week because I have an update for you. Why are so many Michigan coaches leaving? The latest to leave Michigan under new head coach Sharon Moore was Mike Elston, the defensive line coach. He went to L.A. to work for, guess who, Jim Harbaugh. Elston did a hell of a job at Michigan. He played at Michigan, as you know, and he did a real nice job developing Chris Jenkins. He's going to be in the NFL draft. Also did wonders with Mason Graham and Kenneth Grant. Now, I wonder if they think about transferring now that their D-line coach has left. So this is another hit for Sharon Moore. Ever since he took the job, he's been losing coaches left and right. Let's rephrase that. Ever since Jim Harbaugh has left Michigan to go to Los Angeles, he's been taking coaches left and right. It started with Ben Herbert, the strength and conditioning coach. He gets a ton of credit for Michigan winning the Natty last year. Did you see Jesse Minter? The D.C. did a great job with Michigan. He's headed to L.A. to be Harbaugh's defensive coordinator. 
What about Jay Harbaugh? Harbaugh's kid. He's going to Seattle to work for Mike McDonald, who, of course, used to be the D.C. at Michigan and last year was the D.C. of the Ravens. Michigan has lost Doug Mallory, a defensive coach. He's going to the Ravens. They lost Dylan Rooney, a grad assistant for the program. He is going to L.A. to work with Jim Harbaugh. Who else is going to go? Is Mike Hart going to go? Michigan's also losing 30 players on their active roster. It's going to be tough for Michigan next year. Sharon Moore took the job. And there's a lot of people that wonder, well, could Michigan not get a better coach? Now, I think Moore deserves a chance considering what he did for the Wolverines this season, beating Ohio State, beating Penn State, literally hours after Jimmy was suspended. I think he deserves a crack at it develop some kind of consistency. Hopefully he keeps as many coaches as he can. Hopefully he convinces kids not to hit the transfer portal. He already recruits and is a very good recruiter. So I thought it was a good hire, but there's a lot of people that wonder, well, that's the best you can do. All kinds of rumors that Brian Kelly was interested in the job. Could you not go get him? Or do coaches not want to come to Michigan because there's that whole possibility of sanctions from the NCAA. Maybe Michigan could have got a different, more high-profile coach, but they would come here? Is that what you believe? Next year, the schedule is going to be tougher. There's four new schools joining the Big Ten. I think it's going to be a rough season, which is now prompting everybody to ask the same exact question. Was it worth it? Was it worth it? Jim Harbaugh came here, should have got fired in 2020, saved his job. If he would have played Iowa and Ohio State, he probably would have got fired. And then he went on three years of a run that were magnificent. And yeah, there's probably trouble on the horizon, but don't forget what he did. He won the Big Ten back-to-back-to-back years. He beat the Buckeyes back-to-back-to-back times. He won you a national title. So when everybody says, and I feel it's usually Spartan fans asking this question, was it worth it? What other option do you have? I almost don't understand the question. When you say, was it worth it, that's almost assuming that things could have gone a different way where you would have also had a national title. If you fire Jim Harbaugh after the 2020 season when he went two and four and Ward slashed his salary in half, you're not going to win a national title. You might be in the same exact spot that you are right now. Other than there might not have been a cheating scandal. So if you're forcing me to answer, was it worth it? Fuck yes, it was worth it. Why wouldn't it be worth it? I mean, let's all calm down a little bit. We knew this season was going to be tough. And let's say Sharon Moore's not the guy for the job. Okay, not to steal a line from Brady Hoke or anything, but this is Michigan. It's going to be an expanded CFP for years to come. It's now 12. It could even go up more in years to come. Are you worried that Michigan, the power that they are, they're never going to get back on track? If more doesn't work out, they go hire somebody that will work out. There's this belief 
that coaches are leaving because they don't want to be embroiled in the sanctions. It's a possibility. There is this belief that Sharon Moore can't get the people that he wants because they don't want to come to Michigan because they're going to potentially be embroiled in this sanctions. It's a possibility, too. I guess what I would say is, who cares? You won a national championship. Jim Harbaugh left you like you knew he would. And now you're left to pick up the pieces. But I think it's going to be okay. I really do. I think people are overreacting. I don't think anybody expected Michigan to repeat. They lost their quarterback for crying out loud. As far as Jim Harbaugh, is he selfish? Yep. But so are you and so am I. Every coach that leaves for a better opportunity in their eyes, they're selfish too, I guess, right? Is he a bad person for taking Michigan coaches with him, hamstringing the program? Maybe. Or maybe NFL people don't want to work with the guy. He's kind of a weird bird. He's kind of a pain in the ass, as we're led to believe. Whatever. It's not like you sold your soul for a national title and there's no coming back from this. There is coming back from this. If it doesn't happen next year or the year after that, I think you're going to be okay. You went how many years without a natty? You lived through Brady Hoke and Rich Rodriguez. I think the question, was it worth it right there? I think it's a stupid question because there's no other scenario, at least in my opinion, if Jim Harbaugh stays, that it would be different for you. And if he left, you're not winning a national championship. Say whatever you want about Jimmy. He's selfish. He's a jerk. He doesn't care about the program. Say whatever you want. At the end of the day, he goes down as one of the best coaches ever at Michigan, and he gave you something that you never thought you actually would obtain. Was it worth it? Of course it was worth it. A lot of people believe Sharon Moore wasn't Michigan's top choice. They might be right. After all, it was a Friday news dump announcement, and they did the press conference on a Saturday when every Detroit media big hitter happened to be in San Francisco because the Lions were about to play in the NFC title game. Could they have got a different hire? Maybe. Did people literally say, I don't want to come to Michigan because of what the NCAA is going to do? Possibly. Maybe Sharon Moore works out awesomely. Maybe he doesn't. You're going to move on. You're going to be fine. I just think it's such a weird question. Now that Harbaugh is gone, yes, I'm sure Ryan Day and Ohio State fans are totally excited, just like Michigan fans were excited when Urban Meyer left. Urban was 5-0 and against Michigan. I'm sure Jonathan Smith and Michigan State people are totally excited because it does seem like Michigan State potentially could be the better team in the state now and get some relevance back and get some respectability back. But this whole, was it worth it? What other choice did you have? So coaches might continue to leave. And Sharon Moore's staff might be very underwhelming. He's supposed to announce it next week. I don't think it's finished. Recruiting is already down and might continue to be down. 
You might lose some kids to the transfer portal as well. It might bottom out here and get real ugly. But it's going to rebound. I think. And knowing that you were able to win a national title, doesn't that at least, in the meantime, keep you occupied? You won it all. You got the memories of winning it all. I don't understand why so many people are upset. In a perfect world, would Jimmy have stayed? Yes. But it's not perfect. And you knew he wanted to go to the NFL. Two years ago, he wanted the Minnesota job. They didn't want him. Last year, Denver wanted him. He wanted to come back to Michigan. You saw this on the horizon. Was it worth it? It's just a silly question to me. Of course it was worth it. So I ask you, please comment for me. Was it worth it? I think it's a stupid question. I think Michigan's going to be just fine. In the short term, there might be some pain. But in the long term, I think they'll be back to doing a nice job in the Big Ten, going to the CFP, and giving Michigan fans a chance to celebrate. Was it worth it? Fuck yes, it was worth it. But comment for me, please. I'm sick of hearing the question. I got to be honest with you. Because I don't know what other way it could have gone. You want to say Jim's a bad guy? Say Jim's a bad guy. Still brought you a national title. So let me know. In the meantime, yesterday on the podcast, we did Jeff Rieger, that's me, my favorite moments of the Super Bowl week in Las Vegas. Well, today I wanted to give you two more. How about that? Let's keep it up. So yesterday we did is Kyle Shanahan drunk, and we also did would Patrick Mahomes rather have a six-pack or a Super Bowl title? Another one. Today, I got more Mahomes and I got more Niners. Let me play this for you. I love Patrick Mahomes. I think he's the best in football. I think he will go down as the greatest quarterback ever to walk. Okay? I think he's that good. But I also like him because he's got a screwed up voice like I do. I was the first Patrick, don't forget this, but Patrick Mahomes sounds like Kermit the Frog. I sound like Kermit the Frog too. Hi-ho, Kermit the Frog here. Rainbow connection. Hey, Miss Piggy. Like, I don't have to do Kermit. It's just how I sound. Patrick Mahomes doesn't have to do Kermit. It's just like he sounds too. So, of course, he was asked at the Super Bowl media week. I think this was from Monday to give his best Kermit the Frog impersonation. Take a listen. What is your best Kermit the Frog impersonation? I'm talking right now, that's it. All right, that's pretty good, right? I'm talking right now, that's it. Who sounds more like Kermit? Patrick Mahomes or me? Oh, we're kind of similar, him and I. I mean, he's a better athlete. He has a lot more money. He's much younger. We both have dad bods. But we both sound like Kermit the Frog. I just happen to be the first, that's all. Another favorite moment from Super Bowl week for me has to deal with Brock Purdy. So this is weird, but Brock Purdy apparently looks like Lee Harvey Oswald. That's been going around. Like somebody on Twitter said, I finally figured out who Brock Purdy looks like. It's been driving me nuts. And apparently it's Lee Harvey Oswald, the guy that shot Kennedy. So now he's being asked about it. Take a listen. So you and, and uh, 
Lee Harvey Oswald circling around the internet right now. People think you two look alike. Did you ever hear that before? I haven't. That's my first time hearing it. Yeah. What do you think about that comparison? Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. No response there. What a weird, bizarre question. I love Super Bowl week because it gives people apparently the license to ask whatever the fuck they want. Brock Purdy, hey, you look like Lee Harvey Oswald. Somebody asked Patrick Mahomes about his father getting another DUI. Like, come on, I like to ask tough questions myself, but don't you think that's a family matter for crying out loud? Super Bowl week. It's the best, isn't it? Tomorrow, I'll have two more moments for you. Let's get to some comments and then get the hell out of here, shall we? Good? Good. Before we get to the comments I mentioned yesterday, I had kind of an announcement about the comments. I want to try this. I don't know if it's going to work. It might totally flop, but I wanted to run it by you. So I thought it would be fun to have a little competition on the Daily Ticket to the listeners and the watchers of the Daily Ticket. In the future, I want to try this. Almost like a competition between the listeners and the viewers. I'm going to read a good and bad comment every episode of The Daily Ticket from the previous episode of The Daily Ticket. I want to keep a leaderboard. I want to keep a leaderboard of how many people's comments get read and see if we can turn it into a competition. I'm going to be fair. I'll read a mean one. It's got to be really, really, really mean. So you should have no problems with that. I'll read a good one. It doesn't have to say, Rieger, you're good or compliment me. All it has to be is a salient point about whatever the hell we're talking about. I'm going to keep track over the next month. And we will crown a commenter of the month. Whosever comments I read the most of will win it. And with it will come a prize yet to be determined. And then we're going to do a commenter of the year. If this isn't stupid and we get that far. So what do you think? Let me know. So I'm going to read a good one. I'm going to read a bad one. These comments come from the last podcast, which was all about Alex Anzalone's letter to Detroit and Lions fans and why Adam Schefter gets so crazy about Ben Johnson turning down the commander's job. All right, I read one of each. I will read the commenter's name, and I'm going to keep track. And again, at the end of the month, whoever has the most comments read will be the commenter of the month. It's going to come with great prizes, I swear. All right, let's see. Here is the good comment. Mr. Williams, 2924, congratulations. He says, Jeff turns into Chris Collinsworth when he talks about crybaby Patrick Mahomes. The same sparkle in his eye and everything. I threw up in my mouth. All right. And then here's the bad comment. But a lot of people feel like this. This one comes from Great White 3676. Congratulations, Great White. He says, according to you clowns, Campbell lost the team. Do you idiots honestly think he goes for it to get his rocks off? What evidence do you have of that? You suck. So there's the good comment. There's the bad comment. Congratulations to the contestants that got their comments read. Great white 3676 for the negative one. 
And Mr. Williams, 29-24, who says, I'm like Chris Collinsworth because I love Patrick Mahomes so much. We're going to keep track in the next month. See who gets the most. And they will be the commenter of the month. Positive and negative comments. What do you think? This might be a stupid idea. If it's a stupid idea, let me know as well. If not, pick up your comment game and I will choose you. Great prizes at stake. All right, that's going to do it for the Daily Ticket. Also answer the question, if you be so kind, was it worth it? But that's my spiel about Michigan football. We'll catch you tomorrow on a Friday. We're going to ask the question that everybody is talking about in Detroit, and we'll cover maybe a little Super Bowl preview as well. We'll do it tomorrow on a Friday. Enjoy the rest of your day, everybody. See ya.